0: Just as you turn there, um, each week we uh, open our Bibles and we look to the Bible for our teaching and our guidance. And we just want you to know that uh, the church is not just a group of nice people living together, but we believe that God speaks through His Word and the Word of God is the way that God uh, speaks to us and guides us and shapes us. So we open the Bible because it's central to our faith and this is where we come under. Uh, We reverently open the word and submit to God's authority as we read. So let's read, uh, let me read to you from Proverbs chapter 1 and verses 1 to 7. These are the proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. The purpose of these proverbs is to teach people wisdom and discipline and to help them understand wise sayings through these proverbs people will receive instruction in discipline good conduct and doing what is right just and fair these proverbs will make the simple-minded clever they will give knowledge and purpose to young people yet those who are wise listen to these proverbs and listen let those who are wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser and let those who understand receive guidance by exploring the depth of meaning in these proverbs parables wise sayings and riddles fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge only fools despise wisdom and discipline as we look at these words today we trust that god will speak to us and And show us his will for our lives. Let's continue to worship. We come before you now. And we say, Lord, riches we heed not, nor man's empty praise. God, would you be our inheritance? Would you be the one that we hear this morning? Would your voice be the one that's heard? as we open your word. God, take away uh, the things that I say which aren't of you and may your voice just lead us this morning and lead us into all that you would have us be. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seats. Well, I think you'll... Um, Agree, there's no better moments in life perhaps than moments where wisdom is being passed on. You know what I'm talking about? When good advice is being handed on uh, to loved ones. Perhaps the moment where a father is teaching his son how to shave without cutting his cheek. Uh, Perhaps the time when a mum is teaching the daughter. How to do her hair or her fingernails. They're special moments, aren't they? Um, I've remembered, uh, I've mentioned to you before when I, uh, my brother, just the day before he was getting married, how uh, my dad took him aside and they went on this walk. And I remember saying, What's going on, mum? What's happening? But they sort of went on a walk and just prepared, dad prepared my brother. for what was all ahead and i've been mad ever since that i never got that walk with my dad (laughs) because we long for wisdom to be passed on to us by people that we love and people that we respect Uh, i i remember i think today you can go anywhere you want to find different kinds of wisdom i mean uh, The bookstores are open, the the news agencies have so many different magazines that can uh, bring today's wisdom out, which is usually very short-lived. I remember uh, reading all kinds of ridiculous things in many of today's current magazines. Some of them, though, I found to be uh, enjoyable. I, I bought a men's health magazine not so long ago. And as I was reading it, I felt like I was being mentored by the author, you know, it was it was weird. He was giving me tips about fitness, about healthy eating, about dating, about sex, <laughs> about clothing. You know what I could wear. About work in the life, uh, life in the workforce. And it was interesting reading. And I was thinking as I was reading it, but who is this guy anyway? You know what does he know? Uh, I don't know much about him. Um, could I really trust what he's saying to be Good advice and, and true. Uh, today, so many people are facing life without the benefit of uh, a Christian upbringing. Many of you have been in families where your parents um, just uh, were, were not believers. And the household that you were brought up with, with was absent from uh, parents who were nurturing you with God's wisdom. And for you that's been hard, facing life today and in your growing up time has been difficult because you've had to find how to live a godly life in different ways from the home that you've been in. In fact, some of you had had parents that were just so busy that never had time to talk uh, much about anything. Others had parents that were just basically cruel But those of you that have had the privilege of having parents that have taught you in in the ways of life, and especially in God's ways, have found what a rich blessing it is to actually know so many ways to live. The truth is, though, no matter what you've had, what experience you've had in your upbringing, we all need wisdom, God's wisdom, today in facing so many different decisions so many changing circumstances, so many hurts and problems that come up that we're desperate for God's wisdom. And the book of Proverbs takes the ageless and uh, priceless wisdom of God and it makes it understandable and accessible to regular people like you and me. Have you ever seen in the newsagents like... uh, the internet for dummies books, you know, or uh, card making for dummies, you know. (laughs) These books have just uh, taken off around the world and have sold millions and millions of copies. And uh, the reason is many people think, I find often learning intimidating. But if some book's going to tell me as though I am just know nothing, it makes it a lot easier for me to learn. Well, the good news is that Proverbs is wisdom that is simple and plain. You don't need to be a Bible college student to understand the book of Proverbs. Uh, There's no deep theological terms there that you need to unpack and and work right through. There's very few terms like that in the whole book. Um, It's the most down-to-earth book of the Bible, just practical. It teaches you how to live. Timeless truths every day, in an accessible form for you and me. It's not complex, but boy, it's helpful. Uh, few of the Proverbs actually have promises. You know, if you do this, you will have this result. Instead, they kind of talk about how life works generally. So uh, they'll say things that if you do this regularly, the normal outcome will be this way. But not all the time will it happen like that. Uh, They tell us how to, uh, if we make mistakes, how we can keep working through them. The the value of these Proverbs is that the writers who wrote the Proverbs actually learnt the lessons in here through their own lives. They've taken the wisdom of living each day, uh, fearing God and living each day, and they've recorded them in the book of Proverbs so that you and I and people all down the ages have been able to learn from their wisdom. They made mistakes, some of them, and they got through. Uh, sometimes they observed the mistakes of others and the foolishness of others, and they wrote down the words of, the, of Proverbs to help us from making these same mistakes. That's why these uh, Proverbs, often as you read them, you think, oh, how did they know that? Well, they've been through it just like you have too. Most importantly, uh, Proverbs is intensely practical. If you look at uh, Proverbs 20 and verse 4, it says there, you might like to flip to it, Proverbs 20 and verse 4 says, If you are too lazy to plough in the right season... You'll have no food at the harvest. You don't need to uh, be really intelligent to figure out that that's true, isn't it? Uh, if, if you don't plough, you don't eat. If you don't work, you won't get the results of work. It's just as simple as that. And many of these are just simple verses. What about Proverbs 12, 22? Another just simple verse that explains clearly Um, The wisdom of the the writer. The Lord hates those who don't keep their word, but he delights in those who do. (laughs) Simple. Uh, But it shows clearly that God hates lying and dishonesty, and yet he loves truthfulness. So you don't have to be uh, incredibly smart to figure these out, but, boy, their wisdom is deep and great. As you look through the book of Proverbs, you'll find the most normal thing that happens is there'll be verses that are coupled together. They're commonly called a a, a couplet. And some of the examples of couplets uh, is when one idea is placed next to another idea. So just two ideas together in a couplet form. Why don't we have a look at uh, Proverbs 13 and verse 10 for an example. Here's a couplet. Pride leads to arguments. Those who take advice are wise. Two thoughts next next to each other. Interestingly, though, in Proverbs, there are three main kinds of couplets that you can look for for as you're reading the book of Proverbs. Um, There's three called a contrastive couplet, a completive couplet, and a comparative couplet. So the contrastive couplet, uh, they've usually got a term that connects them like uh, a but, um, where one statement is uh, contrasted against another statement. Like it kind of, uh, one, one is, is said this way and it's contrasted another way. Let's have a look at an example in uh, chapter 13. And it says, A wise child accepts a parent's discipline. A young mocker refuses to listen. Some translations uh, will have uh, a but in the middle. A wise child accepts a parent's discipline, but a young mocker refuses to listen. So here's the contrasting views, a wise child and a young mocker. Another way, um, another kind of couplet, rather than um, just the contrastive um, couplet, is the completive couplet, and we can look here where the second phrase completes the first. So one uh, might be found in Proverbs 14.10. And this is what it says. The house of the wicked will perish, but the tent of the godly will flourish. You see, here's a, uh, the first statement is completed by the second. And that's a complete of couplets. And you'll find plenty of those in Proverbs as well. And then there's a comparative statement. And these compar- comparative couplets are ones where it will uh, compare this thought, the first thought in the couplet, to the second thought. And an example of that might be found in Proverbs 15 and verse 16. And here it is, these kind of uh, identify that it's better better to do something than to do something else. So let's have a look at this one. It says, uh, for the poor, uh, sorry, it is better to have little with fear of the Lord than to have great treasure with turmoil. So uh, they're they're kind of together comparing different um, things there. They're the three kind of couplets that you'll find when you look in Proverbs. And as you start to look, maybe you'll be able to, identify those as you're reading uh, along but the book is, pu- is um, just full of great wisdom and full of practical advice for today look how it begins just exactly like that without this big flowery introduction without lots of lead up without um it just go straight to the heart of the matter these are the proverbs of solomon david's son king of israel and then it puts the purpose right up front The purpose of these proverbs is to teach people wisdom and discipline and to understand wise sayings. Uh, The book, you know, Genesis begins with, in the beginning was the word. Uh, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John chapter 1 says, in the beginning was the word. And here, right at the very start, it states its purpose. But interestingly, the purpose of the book is, is, is not as clear as it first comes out. If you look at the end of verse 7 of this introduction, here you'll find this term. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Only fools despise wisdom and discipline. Now, what happens here in the book of Proverbs is we see an incredible, interesting kind of way of writing where it's hidden the main the main meaning but you can see it as you look at the end of the first section of proverbs so the first section of proverbs is chapters 1 to 9 and at the end in chapter 9 and verse 10 let's have a look what it says there still with me out there great chapter 9 and verse 10 and it says there the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom. So can you see in the introduction, the first seven verses which introduce the whole book, at the end it's got the fear of the Lord and here at the end of the first section of the book, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now go to the very end of the whole book of Proverbs. Proverbs 31 and look at verse 30, right at the very end. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord Will be greatly praised. The writer is trying to tell us from the very start of the book, the end of the introduction, to the end of the first section, right at the end there, and right at the very end of the book, from start to beginning, and right there in the middle. This book is about fearing the Lord. It's about fearing the Lord, and if you do that and listen to the read the words of the proverbs with a fear of the Lord, then you will truly be wise. The, the fear of the Lord is all about worship and faithfulness to god if you don't uh, believe that the lord is the creator of everything if you don't believe that your whole existence uh, is dependent on him if you don't believe that he made the heavens and the earth and he has all things under his control and that he is the sovereign god yahweh then you won't worship him Why would you worship a God that you didn't believe in? You won't obey him. You won't submit your life to him. But someone who fears the Lord, who actually knows that everything they have comes from him, that their very life and existence is dependent on God's will, that he's in control, and that one day we will stand face to face with him. We live our lives today in reverence, in worship, we live our lives acknowledging this God as our God. And we live our lives not only in worship of him, but in submission to him, saying, not, not my will, I'm not the centre of my universe. God is. God's the one who I have to give an account to in my life. God's the one who I have to obey. So even though I might think some things are wise, if God doesn't, I submit to his will. I submit to his wisdom, not my own. That's what it means to fear the Lord, to live in a way that acknowledges that he is God and worship him with your life and obey him. Obey him wholeheartedly, knowing that you are going to give account to him at the end of your days. The fear of the Lord removes us from being king of our lives and submits ourselves to the acknowledgement of the truth that God is the one true Lord, the sovereign, the king, and we live for him. So the the book begins clearly by acknowledging that these uh, writings, the Proverbs, it attributes them to Solomon. But there are a number of different writers. But at at the beginning, uh, it, it begins by claiming that these are the words of Solomon, and it, noticed, it says, it talks about David, the king as well, and honouring him as well. And then we're told not only what the book is, that it's a collection of proverbs, but we're also uh, told what the book is, is for. And it, it's for a number of reasons. And, and I'm just going to give you five reasons in the time that remains. And then some application for us to take away this week as we encourage you to go reading the book of Proverbs with the fear of the Lord. the first thing, that the reason God gave us the book of Proverbs is this, to give submission and obedience to the heart so that we would have hearts that were submissive and obedient to God. Look what it says in Proverbs 1, 1 to 2. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel, the purpose of these Proverbs is to teach people wisdom and discipline. You know, these sayings that, we're, that the whole book of Proverbs is are going to bring God into proper focus, this fear of the Lord, we're going to know how to live. Then we're going to help to look at our life, not from our perspective, not from the men's magazines, not from all the women's magazines, not from all the talk of the town or what people are saying um, about how to make a buck or how to get by in life or how to be famous or how to find your self-esteem and your needs met. But we're going to be finding what God's wisdom is as we look at these. And that will give us uh, submission and obedience to our heart, right to our heart. They assist us in knowing how to read God's warnings and how to live as we read these. And the Proverbs make us respond to God right from our hearts. That's the first thing. The second reason God gave us the the Proverbs is to provide understanding to the eye. If you look at uh, verse 2, it says, and to help them understand wise sayings. So not only are we to actually find submission and obedience into the heart, but we're actually to understand these as we look at them and, and dig deeper into these uh, proverbs. Understanding is an important term. In the Hebrew here, it means to separate, to make distinct, so to actually pick out the, the things that are true and to understand these proverbs so that we really get the idea and make them separate and distinct into our, the way that we live our lives. The whole idea of giving insight in solomon's mind um, proverbs provides us with ability to distinguish truth from error so if you start to learn these proverbs when you see things that are foolish you'll identify them and you'll be able to know what the right response is rather than the wrong response Uh, you'll be able to know what god wants us to do when our anger wells up inside of us how we're to live Or when we feel temptations and struggles coming. Thirdly, uh, the Proverbs were given to develop alertness in the walk that we have through life. They give us alertness in our walk. Uh, It says here in verse 3, through these Proverbs people will receive instruction. You and I as we read them will receive instruction in discipline, good conduct and doing what is right, just and fair. Can you hear? We're going to receive wisdom and then that's going to help us live in a way that's right and that's just and that's fair. The term receive here has the sense about it of that we're going on a journey, a a mobility. We're receiving something so that we can take it with us on our walk. And this is what the idea of Proverbs is, that we would be able to receive God's wisdom and take it in our life's journey. Have you ever seen people that you just, the way they handle their kids, the way they handle their finances, the way they make decisions about the balance between work and family life, the way they conduct themselves at work and you look at them and you think, they are a really wise person. You know, I've seen the way that they're living their lives. Well, this wisdom, God's wisdom, is to help us live our lives in a wise way consistently, day after day, as we live our lives receiving His word that we would walk as people that are right and just and fair in the way that we live. The sayings that help us keep on moving on, to help us keep on track as we travel through life. Fourthly, the purpose of Proverbs is to establish direction and purpose in life. These Proverbs, uh, it says in, in verse one, four, will make the simple minded clever. They will give knowledge and purpose to young people. Now, the term the simple-minded here is not meaning those that have low IQ. Um, it, it's meaning more people that are, 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 are gullible, that are um, open to everything. You know, you know, people that just go for whatever's happening all around, and they find themselves think looking back and thinking, "I wish I'd never got involved in that. I wish I'd never got into this scheme or that one here." You know, and people are just running all around, getting caught into the thing. You know, gullible. It's kind of like a naivety, like a, a, a childlike interest in things, but not wisdom. You know, there are many people that that lack the wisdom to know what's a right thing or not, and they're kind of gullible, kind of naive, kind of simple-minded. So the, this Proverbs is to establish uh, discretion and purpose in life so that people will know what's right and what is purposeful for us to live. You know, not being open to everything, not being gullible. So Solomon assures us that these sayings are going to add purpose and meaning to our lives. Um, for those who lack aimless, aimlessly, you know, go away all around in life and don't know, why they're alive for you this morning that think life is just the same old same old there's hope in reading the proverbs it's uh, going to give your life purpose and meaning it's going to give you hope for the future and fifthly the purpose for the proverbs is to cultivate keenness of mind so that our minds will be aware it says in verse five let those who are wise listen to these proverbs And become even wiser. And let those who understand receive guidance. And here's what it says in verse 6 by exploring the depth of meaning in these proverbs, parables, wise sayings, and riddles. So that by looking at all these proverbs and exploring them and seeking to understand them, we're going to grow in keenness of mind. We're going to sharpen our thinking. We're going to be aware when it comes to life of how we can live and all that we can do. This morning, I want to whet your appetite for Proverbs and let you know that this is a great book to read. I've found so many times in my life where I've read one chapter per day um, for 31 days. There's 31, one for every chapter of the month except for February. So if you've started this week, you'll be a few short this month. Um, But every day, reading these can be helpful. It helps you have wisdom each day, and I want to encourage you to, to, to do that. But one of the things that I think this, the, the book of Proverbs encourages us to do together is to come to life with humility. Be humble learners. You know, the Proverbs assume that those that learn, those that seek wisdom, those that uh, look for God's truth and God's wisdom are those that will become wise those who spend time pausing in life, reflecting on the words of the wise and God's wisdom, will actually be those that become wiser. Now, often this, is, this messes with our minds because some people think that you've got to learn a lot so that you know everything. Have you ever seen those people? You know, and the most important thing in life is to know everything. You know? So I know what's going on and I'm right. Well, the Proverbs say, no, no, the way to be wise is to become a learner who doesn't know everything and submits fearfully to God and his wisdom and becomes someone who constantly is learning more and more about God. You know, this is such important advice for church leaders. You know, there are many pastors who go to Bible college and uh, after four years they think God has just kind of zapped them with wisdom. You know, And the first poor churches that they get, Struggle because they turn up with a vision from the Lord and they try and force the whole church into this vision because they know the wisdom. Any uh, criticism or any complaints are met with defensiveness and uh, anger and problems, uh, you know, and they're knocked right on the head any problems that come up. Uh, But the book of Proverbs urges Christians, urges people like you and I, to come under. God's rule and realise that whatever you're leading, whether it's your family or whether it's uh, in work or wherever you are, that God is giving wisdom to other people as well. And if we come as learners, we can actually be people that are listening to other people's advice as well and we become even wiser than we can. So as your pastor, if you think something's going wrong, if you're not happy with something, I really want to say you can let us as a leadership, a diaconate, know because we want to be those that are actually learning, that are are actually wrestling with God's word because that's what we belong, that's what we come under and submit to. So if you can see any ways that we're actually not living according to God's word, we would love to have a loving, godly talk with you all the time because that's how we become more and more Christ-like. Is that, that clear for everyone? I don't know all the answers, tell you that now. That's a shame for some people. But I believe that God really speaks right through us all and if we're learners and we open God's word and we wrestle to hear his wisdom, he will teach us and he will guide us. You know, the, uh, in the movie, The Last Emperor, uh, the, the child who was the emperor uh, was just coming to terms with the uh, power that he had as the emperor, even though he was just a child. And he was realising the power that he, he, he had, being the, the, the new emperor. And he said to his friend, drink this ink, this bowl of ink. And the, the friend picked it up and just drank it all because he was the emperor. And disgusted, his uh, kind of mentor, who was to shape the emperor's, young emperor's life, uh, saw how horribly he'd used his power and realised how much of a big responsibility he had to shape this young child emperor's life. You know, if you think you have all the answers in life, you will be dangerous. But if you realise that God is our Lord, uh, he's the one who we're to fear, and you come as a learner to life, then you'll be one who God can trust uh, with your wisdom to lead others. Uh, The second thing, so be a humble learner as, as we look at, Proverbs. And the second thing is that the Proverbs are always around the idea of helping us love one another more, helping us be kind to each other, helping us to um, care for each other. You know, it talks about ways to handle anger, you know, to to turn away anger with a kind word, um, to to not let the sun go down on our anger. It it talks about how we can deal with, with people in relationships. The whole purpose of proverbs is to help us live here on earth in love with each other, loving each other, serving each other. So as you're reading these, ask yourself, am I becoming more and more someone who's loving my neighbour and caring for them? And finally, the question to ask this morning for you and I is have you submitted yourself to the King of the kings and the Lord of lords? Are you uh, listening now to the wisdom of the world or have you submitted yourself to the... King of all kings, to Lord of all lords, to Yahweh. Uh, he sent his son, Jesus. He came into this world. And the words that he has spoken, in the Sermon on the Mount and in his teachings, were so wise that people today still recognise these as the wisest words ever spoken. The wisest decision you can ever make is to give your life to Jesus. To recognise that you aren't wise. (laughs) The way that you've been living is foolish. You've been going your own way and doing your own thing. But recognise that Jesus Christ came, died on a cross in your place. So that for all the foolishness, all the things that you've done wrong, all the ways in which you've turned your back on him and wrecked relationships and broken up people's lives and hurt others and deceived others, all of that, can be given over to Jesus as he dies on the cross, taking your place. Have you ever done that? That's the beginning of gaining wisdom, a fear of the Lord that says, I've blown it myself. Jesus, you're giving me a second chance and I want to come and accept your forgiveness. That's what it means to be truly wise. Well, in these next few weeks, we're going to be reading particular key proverbs about key sections of our lives so for this week i want you to go home and see if you can read right through proverbs 1 to 31 this week and look for couplets ones that are comparative can can comparative contrastive and uh, completitive couplets and look for things that really jump out to you that can learn in your life let's pray together god we're your people Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you, God, that you don't want to leave us here today not knowing how to live. God, as we go today, we want to come under your authority. We want to submit to your leadership and we want to do this through coming again to the cross and saying, Lord Jesus, you love us more than we could ever love ourselves. You've died on the cross for us and we're We're so thankful for you for giving us life to the full. We want to live our lives learning from you, God, in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I wonder if right in front of you you could take out the blue cards um, this morning and if you could just fill out your name and details, that would be great. You know, at this time of year, there are many people that come to church for the first time. Perhaps you've come from another area and you're here to study. Um, Perhaps you're here just visiting Um, we just love you to put your details down so we can get to know you and welcome you to the church so if you would be able to do that that would be great and we'd just like you to spend a few moments putting out prayer requests or any needs that you have um or filling out the back form why don't we do that just now together